Movies. Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And this week, uh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we took a little <laughs> bit of a break for almost no reason besides uh, we wanted to play video games, I guess. That is, it is mostly a video game based delay of our podcast. Um, also I feel like everyone is probably not feeling insanely productive over this, uh, quarantine situation. So, uh, we took a break, but we're coming back. We had an episode planned for like a few weeks ago. So we had a movie that we were just sitting on for a while and, and now we're finally getting up out of our chair and picking up the, the movie egg that we've been sitting on and we're going to let it hatch into your ears. Uh, like so many alien parasites. It'll be a glorious moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, uh, another reason is I have not watched like any movies basically. So that if I watch more movies, I would have more, more drive to do this podcast. Cause it'd be like, Oh, I really want to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've only watched, I am legend, a movie I watched in June that just came out that I'm now allowed to talk about. And then a movie this morning. So there hasn't been too much. It's been like a very long time since we did a podcast too. So yeah, um, I also want to make a quick note uh, for anyone who's listening now or listening later. uh, I have a bit of a cough that is almost certainly not coronavirus. I've had it for a little (laughs) while. Um, I'm like 99% sure I am not infected, Uh, but I am sucking on cough drops and, and drinking water this whole time. So if you hear any strange mouth noises, it's from me and I'm just trying to hold back the cough demon that is in my throat um that's poetic so yeah yeah uh absolutely poetic uh this is the first episode of big boy movies people can see our faces bb yeah live on on the internet yeah i don't think we mentioned it on this podcast yet but we're live um yes and if if you're listening to this uh on the podcast app uh we're planning on uh doing some live stuff here here on there Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. It's over on uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash John underscore George. We might uh, be on BB's channel at some point. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, we can bounce around. Uh, it, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of merit of making like a dedicated big boy movies Twitch. Uh, I suppose we could look into it, but I think yeah. for right now, our, our personal channels are, are fine for hosting. Yeah, I, I think I think our personal channels are fine. Plus, we get we could get some growth out of our personal channels from it. That, that's that'd be nice. that's true. Yes, for my for the many fans I plan on having mm-hmm. uh, in the near future. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for them to come. They'll come eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB, what what movies have you have you happened to to watch this past monthish of uh, of us not doing this podcast? Um. Well. I watched a few, but first I actually wanted to bring up a topic. Oh, okay. Um, that, okay. That I that I actually probably meant to make this the the opening goof, but I totally forgot about it until right now. Um, I think it's really funny. Uh, as we know, no one can go to the movie theater right now anywhere for any reason. And uh, so Universal Studios had a movie called Trolls 2. Are you familiar with Trolls 2, John George? Yes, I'm familiar with Trolls 2. Trolls 2 was going to be a cinema classic. It was going to be the the hit of hits among uh, cinema goers and cinema fans alike. Uh, but then all the movies shut down and Universal was like, well, where do we put Trolls 2, the, the impending movie uh, 
explosive <laughs> entertainment bomb. I don't want to call it a bomb because that implies it's bad. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, us Universal, we're just going to have to let you put it on your own TV. Because what else are we going to do with this thing? And uh, apparently it made like more money than the original Trolls in almost like a third of the time. And Universal was like, hey, movie theaters, look at this. We made all this money. We don't even need you. And now AMC is so pissed about this that they're saying they're not even going to carry universal movies anymore in their theaters. <laughs> it's such a weird, it's such a weird move. It's like they wanted to be in the news too. They're like, movies are in the news. I want to be in the news. I'm AMC. <laughs> if they want to be in the news for just like being like petty and awful, it's like, <laughs> you understand universal. They put out fast and furious. They put out, a bunch of other garbage that's not fast and furious <laughs> like universal movies are, i mean they just i think they put out Inbl invisible man i think that was universal and blumhouse i'm not sure um but like them just amc being like we don't even need your money we can we can get warner brothers we can get uh well, we don't really show A24, so not them. <laughs> uh, I wish. Maybe, they'll, maybe they will get A24 now that they've decided uh, yeah, to no, not, a, do, not have a Universal again. Oh, a, I think a really uh, profitable swap, AMC, or A24 for Universal. Please. That'd be, I would love that. BB would hate that for the fat loss of Fast and Furious. I would love it for some Ladybird action. Well, here's whatnot. the thing. It's not even that because I don't like frequent amc <laughs> usually usually i go to a pacific theater because it's near my apartment um and i'm not like a huge fan of pacific theaters but i am a huge fan of being able to walk to movie theaters same uh so that's that's mainly why i go so if that what i watched hobbs and hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw i watched hobbs <laughs> and shaw hops. in uh in a pacific theater not an amc so it's no great loss for me, especially in Los Angeles. We have every theater chain possible out here. Um, yeah, so, there's a, yeah, the closest theater to me is an AMC now that I moved mm -hmm. out here. Um, and I've gone like once or twice. Uh, but if yeah, that would probably be my top choice if the movie I want to see is playing because it's by far the close. It's like less than five minute drive. It's super close to me. Everything yeah. else is in like downtown Boston where parking's like impossible and super hard mm -hmm. uh, they're just like not the there is actually there's a movie theater at my uh, work too so that's super convenient oh, and it is okay. not an amc i don't know what it is it feels like an east coast chain because i've never heard of it before um What's it called? i can't remember right now oh, off okay. the top of my head that's <laughs> like it but i i had never heard of it before i moved here so um i can look it up right now while you talk if you want though yeah um yeah, no, I just thought that was wild that Trolls 2 will be credited possibly with the with the decline, the death of of movie theater going in general or maybe the death of Universal. Maybe this all turns around wow. and suddenly AMC's on top and everyone's like, "Yeah, we side with the movie theaters." <laughs> <laughs> death of Universal. We're sick of this stuff. I don't want any more minions. Stop yeah, it with the minions. Well, Oh, Universal is Minions. It, holy shit. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like the idea that people will be like, no, how dare you put a, a movie, a cinema experience on my television screen? 
I don't think so. I want to pay $19 to sit in a noisy theater. Um, I, did Trolls 2 cost $19 like Invisible Man did? To watch? Oh, yeah. I think it was, it, was, it was a $20 rental. I think that's the standard for like these new yeah, stay-at-home new releases. I'm not about... Personally, I kind of agree with that i, I don't know I, I will pay 20 dollars to watch it in the theater because i get this nice theater exper- experience mm-hmm. it's a way bigger screen better sound than what i have but yeah i mean maybe if it's a movie i really want to see um then i'll do it but for trolls 2 or the invisible man a movie we were gonna do on this podcast before we found out it cost 20 dollars mm-hmm. uh like yeah i'm not gonna pay that much money um, yeah, I think if they make the price of a home rental, like same day movie release, the same price as a ticket, I think there are a lot of movies that I would absolutely just watch in my own house. Um, but like, you know, there's a new Christopher Nolan movie coming out soon, allegedly. Uh, you know, obviously Fast and Furious got pushed to next year. Those are movies that I want to see in the theater. Um, especially Fast and Furious is important to see in a theater because everyone's hype and it's very loud and good. Um, and Christopher Nolan, obviously, you need to be blasted in the ears with organ music the yes. whole time or else it's not a Christopher Nolan movie. I need that. Uh, we have yeah. our first Twitch chat comment, Matthew. Beaver, oh, hell yeah. From Mr. MP Carey 27, my friend Michael Carey. He said, no more Jurassic Park slash world movies. Um, is, is, that, is that universal? That's what he said? Yes. Is that universal? Oh. Is that a reference to universal? I don't know. Yeah, if that, is, that is universal. You okay. Know. Um, That'd be that, fantastic for me. I don't really care about that franchise. Here's the thing. That makes me sad because the last Jurassic Park was not good um, <laughs> by the normal definition of the word. But the last Jurassic World movie also had an ending that was so ridiculous that I, I'm just desperate to see what happens in, in the third one because it's going to be wild. <laughs> I just, I just want to see that. I, I, they set up this crazy future for the Jurassic World's universe. And I really, really want to see how they pull that off because it's going to be real dumb. Come on. Um, AMC better be playing that movie. Yeah, I don't care. Look, as long as they make it, the way he worded that made it sound like they they just stopped. I really hope they don't stop. (laughs) They got to finish where they started after after that insane ending. Um, No, I... Yeah. But yeah, that's... I guess that's our movie news type thing. Yeah. <laughs> a little piece movie of news. news. Movie movie I, news. We're, we're the movie news podcast now. Yeah. No more reviews. Just news. <laughs> uh, what movies did you watch, baby, since we Here I go. Spoke? Movies I watched. Opening letterbox. Um, my profile. <laughs> so actually, before I watched I Am Legend, I watched the classic film the 1975 classic film Jaws, mm. um, which is a, a movie that I've seen before. And I, when I saw it, I was still fairly young, I think. It was one of those movies I like watched with my dad because my dad was like, oh, this is a, this is a movie you gotta see. And uh, it is rated PG. To this day, Jaws is still rated PG, despite the fact that it should not be. <laughs> um, Why shouldn't it be? I saw it, I saw it recently, but I can't remember uh, pretty decent amount of blood and gore yeah also the opening scene is terrifying i did not remember how like unsettling the opening scene is because you everyone remembers this the movie opens and there's all these hippies around the campfire and then the girl's like oh let's go skinny dipping in the ocean and then you get the 
the underwater shots, and that's all well and good. And obviously the iconic Jaws score. Um, but when she is being eaten, like in the act of the shark eating her body, she is screaming, like, props to this woman, because she sounds like she is dying and begging for her life, and there's nothing she can do. Uh, and it's just really unsettling. And it's all this terrifying screaming, and then bloop, under the water, doesn't come back up. Yeah. And that's a movie that, according to the MPAA at the time, was fine for your, like, five-year-old to go in and watch. Yeah, dude, that, like, I feel like it was way more lenient back then, because Stand By Me is either, like, PG-13 or PG, but it mm-hmm. should be R. Like, it should be R. Yeah. Like, it talks about suicide and all the, like, all this crazy stuff that I'm just, like, oh, yeah. my dad watched this when he was a child and thought this was normal. Um, yeah, well, Which is one actually, of my dad's favorite uh, movies, so... Oh, yeah. I actually did a report on this in high school. Um, so back in the day, the MPAA didn't have the PG-13 rating. So the deal was your movie, I think, was either G, PG, um, R, or X. I think those were the original ratings. Ah, uh, there's no PG-13. So there was no in-between for like stuff that was pretty intense but wasn't super graphic. Like Jaws, I think today would be a pretty solid uh, PG-13 yeah, probably. Uh, it's it's a little heavy on gore, I think, but overall PG thirteen. Um, I think it was, I think it was Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where the MPAA was like, "All right, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta figure something <laughs> out because like, yeah. there's a scene of a man having his heart ripped out of his chest and it's still beating and all this stuff." Yeah, um, but it's like, but oh, yeah, that's no, the, yeah, 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 confusing. PG thirteen, it, it changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would not have Marvel movies if uh, PG-13 did not exist. Very true. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I saw yeah. Jaws pretty recently, too. It was good. I like Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but other than than the rating thing, uh, Jaws is great. It's way better than I remembered because I was a dumb kid when I watched it the first time. And it's extremely relevant yeah. to our current situation today. Um, that was another thing I didn't remember at all because when you watch it, you're just like, ah, scary shark. Um but now watching it, having the sort of the context of the real world, you just have this local government that refuses to do anything. You have the coroner who's like, yeah, I think that girl got ate by a shark. And then the mayor convinces the coroner like, hey, maybe we don't say maybe we don't say that. Uh, <laughs> like, let's uh, let's say she was caught in like a motorboat propeller or whatever, and she was chopped up. That's fine. So, <laughs> you know, it's the mayor character. They have this scene yeah. where they're. Everyone's saying, you got to close the beach. And the mayor's like, no, the beaches are open. The beaches are our economy. Huh? Real world. Um, Very, very, very similar to something happening right now. I mean, literally on the day we're recording this, there was a massive (laughs) protest in Huntington Beach, uh, California, where like thousands, I don't know if thousands, but like a really sizable number of people protested the beaches being closed in Orange County. Um. Because they really, really wanted to go to the beach. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. But yeah, it's it's a really great character movie. Uh, that's, I mean, one of the things that Steven Spielberg's always been great is, is developing characters mm-hmm. and um, making them feel real in the situation that they're in. You can very clearly see Jaws as being kind of a precursor to Jurassic Park because it is fairly normal people being put up against a horrifying monster. Um, 
And yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, I don't have to tell you to watch Jaws. Obviously, Jaws is yeah. a classic. It's the You've first blockbuster. Seen it. Yeah, but watching it today under our current social political <laughs> climate is just wild because you realize like shit don't really change. No. Uh, you know, you just replace a shark for a a horrible infectious disease, and you got Jaws too, baby. <laughs> I just uh, the I, all I remember about that movie is I really really like the third act when they just when they're on the ship and they start hunting for the shark like that's like what's really, that's actually funny you say that because I actually think I like the third act the least oh wow yeah I don't um, know I just remember the moment of them in the ship together I liked a lot I don't I remember specifics about it I just have like good memories associated with it um, yeah but I like yeah I like that moment a lot and I thought the climax was pretty cool too Mm-hmm. Yeah, the because uh, what I liked, like I said, was the character stuff, and obviously we sort of lose that when the movie just becomes three guys on a boat looking for a shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the third act, if you watch it again, you'll notice is literally just like shark shows up, they freak out and try and shoot it with harpoons, it disappears, and then something they talk or whatever, and then the shark shows up and they shoot it with the harpoons and it disappears, <laughs> and it, it sort of escalates a little bit each time, but it's it's basically just a series of these action sequences until we get to the final thing where you know the boat's sinking and we get you know, him shooting the tank, uh, smile you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also didn't remember that uh, who lived and who died in this movie. I know someone got eight on the boat, but I couldn't remember who. Um, so that was a nice little surprise to be like, oh, this I I thought I remembered this, but I didn't. So now I'm yeah. genuinely surprised at the end of this movie. Yeah, um, that's always nice. But yeah, that is that is Jaws. Uh, highly recommended. Good movie. Um, I only watched two movies since the last podcast, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and one of them uh, is a movie. Uh, at the time I saw it, it had a different title because I saw a test screening of it with my roommate at the time neil when i was back in la in july-ish august-ish i can't remember exactly when uh maybe even june i can't remember when uh but uh you've probably heard of it now it's called extraction it's on netflix it stars uh mr chris hemsworth Mm -hmm. um and it, it it uh it was a pretty good movie there were i will say in our test screening there were some scenes missing I think like two or three were missing and they just had like the filler text like this happens at this yep. point kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I will say for what I saw, I gave it three stars um, back then. Neil really liked this movie. Uh, he likes action movies a lot. If you like action movies, I think you'll enjoy it because I think there's some really well-crafted action sequences in it. There are a lot of one take type things, which I enjoy a ton. Um, I don't like action movies that have a lot of cuts and... This movie doesn't do that, which I appreciated a ton. The story is not very good, and the characters are not very good. Um, but I think it's a really well-crafted action movie and has great um, choreography and stuff like that. So I gave them a lot of credit for that because uh, yeah. I didn't expect it to be that that well done uh, in that aspect. So yeah. I so that. when you went to saw the test screening, did you come out being like, I can't believe that like movies are are sort of like made off of these things yeah it was interesting it's such a weird it was a weird experience because like i yeah like my answers to their questions because they gave us like a pamphlet after like could have i haven't seen like 
they ask questions about the ending and a bunch of stuff. Like the ending I saw could have been different than what actually happened. Yeah. Uh, Because that was one of the questions that me and Neil talked about a lot. I was like, did you like the ending or not? Because that was the big question on their questionnaire where they're like, should we change the ending? Because I think that's what they were most concerned about. So I don't Mm -hmm. know what happens at the ending of the actual film. uh, But I was satisfied with the ending they brought to the test screening. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the ending is now. Um, But the other thing they were looking for was, should we change the name of the movie? And we were all like, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it was the name of the city the movie takes place in was the original oh, title. Oh, um, okay, sure. Which was just, uh, yeah, it just was, it didn't stick out. And I think eventually at one point they had it um, as the name of Chris Hemsworth's character as well. Oh, okay. Um, which yeah. was Tyler Rake is his name. Oh, um, <laughs> could you imagine going <laughs> to see a movie called Tyler It was just going to be called Rake. It was going to be called Rake. Okay, even worse then. <laughs> Uh, but it ended up being called Extraction, which I also think is pretty generic, but it was better than what it was before. I uh, need to, bro, you want to go see Rake this weekend? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm good. I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's on Netflix, so easy watch. It's free if you have Netflix already. So Okay, yeah. I just like, I, I can't even imagine like going to a test screening of this, like a Star Wars or something like that. Yeah, I would. Just, I, if it was a movie I cared about more, I would not want to go to the test screening for it because mm-hmm. it was that. Where's Marty? Charlie Sears s in our Twitch chat. Marty's uh, watching the wires and the you know he's still in Kansas. I don't know if he's still in his uh, preppers bunker that we got for him. Yeah, but if you if you want to send him yeah. a face cam and a microphone, please do. He mm. we, we have a lot of trouble communicating with him. He only texts us via his. Um, razor, his Motorola Razor. So yeah, he uses Motorola la- Razor a lot. He also claims that he sent a messenger pigeon for me in LA. I'm gonna guess that died like a- across the journey across America. Yeah. I don't think a pigeon can get that far. Absolutely cannot. Absolutely cannot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what he wrote in there, but I hope no one finds it. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Charlie, for uh, chatting in our Twitch chat. And if you're not listening live, you should come listen live next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch anything else? Um, or did. I have one more to talk about, uh, which is funny because I know your movie uh, has something to do with the Russo brothers. Mine has a whole lot to do with the Russo brothers because I rewatched Avengers Endgame uh, for the first time since seeing it in theaters. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let me find my review of it so I remember what I thought. Right. So, yeah, I famously... Famously, I was not super hot on Endgame when it came out. I didn't I didn't dislike it. I've never disliked this movie. I felt Infinity War was a much tighter movie. It was a much more impactful movie um, because Endgame or Infinity War, in my opinion, had like what almost no Marvel movies have, which is stakes that felt tangible, even if they didn't feel tangible to like the very end. Um. And Endgame carries sort of that that sort of heaviness in its first act, which I still appreciate because you expect when we heard that these were going to be two movies, I didn't expect them to lose in Infinity War, but they did. And so now the question is like, oh, damn, they lost. Now they have to unlose. And that's <laughs> kind of an interesting plot for a big closer like this. 
and the movie immediately opens and it also shows some of its weaknesses right away like a lot of endgame is really really fast paced to the point where they're just where they set up problems for themselves in infinity war and instead of sort of coming up with creative ways to get everyone out of those problems they were like oh no we need everyone together right now so they just throw every everything together if there's something that's inconvenient to the plot they just sort of solve it right away um the example i'm thinking of right now is the movie opens and iron man and nova are in the ship and they're like iron man's like oh wait we only have enough oxygen to survive till tomorrow morning like the ship's dead in the water we're in the middle of space we're gonna die oh god what's gonna happen and then captain marvel just shows up and flies their ship back to earth um, yeah convenience which i was like okay so we set up we set up stakes which are oh damn these people are going to suffocate to death on this spaceship unless they can think of something and then it's like no they don't even have to because here's space lady to just fix it yeah um hey cop and then yeah and then what's crazy is that like five minutes after that they're like oh yeah and also we know where thanos is remember how he disappeared and we didn't know where he was we know where he is and we're gonna go get him (laughs) and then they chop his head off and i'm like whoa hold on (laughs) Like, it's that's something that, like, you'd expect to be at the end of the last movie or something. But no, they were just like, yeah, Thanos, he's, that problem solved. He's out of the way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the five years later text comes up, and I thought that was really, really effective, especially in the theater. I was like, oh, damn. They still, like, they killed Thanos, but they still lose. Because yeah, it's been five it years matter. and a half. Yeah. Like that, that is a real consequence, which Marvel movies almost never have. Um, and I really appreciated that. And I'm not going to go beat by beat through the movie as I have been, but basically <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of time travel as like a, a cure all for their problems, which is most of the movie is them getting the, the infinity stones through time travel. Um, it felt very, I don't want to say like masturbatory, but it is very much like, Hey, remember Marvel movies? Here's a Marvel movie. Over here's a Marvel movie. <laughs> you love these, right? It's like uh it's basically Rise of Skywalker where the whole movie is just a string of things that you know and they're just pointing them out to you so that you clap. <laughs> um and that's that's a lot of Endgame is because they're going back in time, we're getting to see all these characters. We see the the famous rotating camera shot from the first Avengers movie all that and so um it it takes a lot of work it's like work to get to the good stuff which is the final battle which is incredible and the portal scene is amazing yeah um even though i'm also not a fan of them just bringing thanos back from like a past version of thanos because he's effectively a stranger to them so like them fighting him is literally just we have to have a big fight at the end of the movie but we already killed our main bad guy yeah um, I, so, i'm still so sticking are, i'm still sticking by like i like that movie more if it's the last marvel movie oh absolutely 100 percent. It, it would be much better if it were i in my head it is the last marvel movie i've seen other marvel movies that take place <laughs> after this um but as far as i'm concerned canonically that's the last one the rest of these are just like movie as i'm gonna see because i have to because of reasons yeah, um, uh, I still have not seen Far From Home, and I try to avoid acknowledging the existence of it. Doesn't like <laughs> yeah. doesn't like uh, time travel to, in a movie like that just like 
Like that's another reason you should probably end your series at this point because now time travel feels like it should be an option in almost any Marvel movie from now on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Like that's yeah. the thing is, I guess their time mach- machine gets destroyed, but like, let they, I'm gonna assume the Avengers have some sort of backlog, yeah. like memory stick or something. They could just build another one somehow, right? Yeah, and that's uh, another thing about them, sort of quickly solving problems or just sort of taking things that would be an issue and say, put it over here. Don't think about it. (laughs) Um, There's at the end when they build their own infinity gauntlet with the Iron Man technology, um, Hulk's like, I'm going to put on the infinity gauntlet because apparently infinity stones are gamma radiation, which I'm saying now. So it makes sense. Um, And then right before he does the snap, they're like, okay, remember, uh, just bring everyone back. Like, don't undo anything before Thanos' snap. And I was like, wait, but why not? Why just, <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Wait. That seems <laughs> like, selfish I even, to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, why? I, I wasn't even thinking about that as an option until they said it out loud. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, you could just, like, go back. You could hold the Infinity Gauntlet and be like, I wish Thanos never happened. And snap. And then it's like, oh. And that solves a whole lot more problems, too. Yeah, um, <laughs> why wouldn't you? What? I don't know. I guess it's just the messing with time thing that is a classic excuse yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's just time travel is always too convoluted. And a movie as big as Endgame, it just muddies things. Um, and then last complaint I have to bring up is I saw this movie in the theater. And uh, obviously the big final battle, they got the Infinity Gauntlet. And they have to basically relay race it across the battlefield to the time portal so they can bring the stones back to the past. Um, And so people are holding the Infinity Gauntlet and you're like, okay, well, like, I guess they don't want to put it on because if anyone puts it on, they can just snap real quick and kill all of Thanos' army and they would die themselves, but they're all superheroes. So most of them I feel like would be willing to make that sacrifice, but whatever. Um, But then Captain Marvel shows up after having not been there the whole movie and she's like a space god. She's incredibly powerful, <laughs> um, like indestructible laser lady. And she has the Infinity Gauntlet in her hands. And I'm like, you could put that on and solve this problem and almost certainly not die. Yeah. So that was that's my fucking cinema sins ding for this movie. Is yeah, Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel. a big. She in general, she's a cinema sting ding. But her existence yeah. is kind of like the time travel. It's like, okay, you introduce something a bit too overpowered to this universe mm-hmm. now. Um, so she could probably solve anything. And their excuse is, oh no, she's busy. She's a busy person. Yeah. Okay, that's literally it. They knew that if they included her in any other part of the movie, people would just keep asking, like, well, why doesn't she just solve the whole problem? She's got. She's booked. She's booked uh, this whole month. She's just she's too yeah. busy. Yeah, you got to talk to her agent if you want to get her involved in the in the ground war. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's. I mean, when you introduce powerful things in that universe, it just muddies everything up and makes it way harder um, for people to write movies about it. Yeah, so I can see that happening. Um, but yeah, that's that's Endgame. I I still like Infinity War more, but I still think it's it's a good. Uh, entertaining movie that is, uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you've already seen it, so I don't know why I would recommend it here or not. You know if you want to see Endgame. If you haven't seen it now, you don't want to see it. So, yeah, Endgame. Uh, okay. 
And then the last movie uh, I saw was uh, Bad Bad Education on HBO. Uh, I saw today, this morning, uh, directed by Corey Finley, who is a he has only directed two movies so far, but I really, really liked his first movie that came out in 2017, Thoroughbreds. Uh, it was oh, yeah. one of my favorites that year. I really liked that movie. I think it's super underrated. Um, and yeah, he, dire- he has a new movie he directed. He did not write this one. He wrote Thoroughbreds. He didn't write this one. And it's a okay. based, off a, based on a true story, um, based on a good old true story. Frank Tassone, um is a real life person a real life superintendent at a school who uh, uh, just watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I it can starts, do that. Stars Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Both are fantastic in it. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. is in a role that I haven't seen him in ever. Um, and he plays it super well. Um, bunch of, bunch of like good Jimmy Tatro's in this for the Tatro fanboys out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, all those Tatro heads, those Tatro heads. Uh, Those tots. Alex Wolf's in it for those Naked Brothers Band fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Romano's in it for those who liked him in uh, last la- baby's favorite hit from last year. Of course, Martin Scorsese's movie. <laughs> oh, he was an Irishman. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, the Irishman, Ray Romano. Uh, Holy shit, yes. Ray Romano and the Irishman is like a fucking like needle in the ocean. Like, oh, do you remember when we passed by that fucking tuna fish when we were on our raft in the middle of the Pacific? No. Why would I remember? Like, it was a cool thing to see, but like, no. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of people that show up at this movie that are like, oh, that, that feels good. But this movie's great. Enjoyed it a lot. Didn't enjoy it as much as Thoroughbreds. Um, but I still think it's a really good movie. Definitely check it out. Maybe we'll do an episode on it if we don't have any other ideas because it did just come out on HBO. Yeah, um, no, I think I remember seeing a promo for that and it seemed interesting. So I'll, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. And in the, in the Reddit discussion thread, I saw someone blaming HBO for or blaming like something for HBO movies not getting nominated for the for like Oscars. And I was like, that is the Academy's fault that they don't consider an HBO yeah. movie to be a movie. Like, it's, I don't know, at this point, it's just weird. Like, I understand HBO back in the day is like, you could only watch it on TV, but Mm -hmm. now you could just get, like, I could watch a marriage story on my freaking computer, and I also watch Bad Education on my computer. Why aren't they both movies? Why is one a TV movie? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I think I read recently, this is unconfirmed, so I might be wrong, but I think I read that, like, the Oscars or any award shows now are kind of being forced this year to include streaming movies because, like, movies are just streaming now because theaters aren't open. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, I think, like, they, they're probably just going to have to pull that requirement of the movie has to be in a theater for, like, two weeks in order to be eligible because that's always been the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, how can you do that now? You yeah, know? you just straight up can't. Um, even though things might be better by the time all the Oscar movies come out anyways, because they usually come out at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, there's still usually, like, one nominee that comes out around this time of the year, right? One or two. Yeah, well, so. I mean, uh, I, we have to assume Tenet, the Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. I think that's still on track for this summer. Um, and, like, obviously that's going to be something everyone tries to see in IMAX, but... 
that's that's definitely going to be up for some awards. Yeah, and I can't remember. There are like a couple A24 movies that are supposed to come out. One's supposed to be in May and June. I don't know what's what the status of those are, but those mm. are those are movies that, I mean, they gave, they didn't give too much love to A24 last year, but those are usually movies that would be considered uh, Oscar yeah. movies. So, yeah, I, I would think they would have to give some leniency on the rules. Uh, we have some more Twitch chat comments here. Um, oh, please bring them. Miriam, my girlfriend, says more like little boy movies. Ouch! And then she Ow. said, "She said, J.K. You rock." So, oh man, that's so nice of her. <laughs> yeah. I, I was hurt initially, but now I feel better. Yeah. Uh, any other movies you saw, or could we move on to the, to the legend? Ha! Ha! <laughs> 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 what is this? <laughs> is that Will Smith? Ah, uh, yes, Will Smith. <laughs> Why is Will Smith coming into my? He's on our Discord call. Do you see this? Yeah, speedy? Um, yeah. No, it wasn't me. Um, he's just telling us that we should introduce uh, the movie we watch, which is I Am Legend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I Am Legend, uh, starring Will Smith and a dog. And a dog. Very <laughs> important that we mention the dog. Yes, a dog is also in this film. But mm-hmm. the crazy thing is. There aren't too many people in this film, but if you go to the Letterboxd or IMDb page for this film, you'll scroll for days on the cast. I was like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. There are a lot of people here, and it's because they play uh, the zombies or whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, zombie voices. Uh, technically vampires? They don't make it clear in the movie. Um, and there's also, of course, a bunch of flashback scenes in the movie. Of before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That would... So there are a bunch of people that are like... But I like just everyone doesn't have a name. Like one of them's alpha male, alpha female, yeah. TV personality, male evacuee. Like <laughs> that, those <laughs> are like um, top billings in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. In my big break, I was in a Will Smith movie as male evacuee. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's name is Abby. Yeah. That's fake what news. Michael said. Um, Abby armatures <laughs> i don't know if that's true <laughs> okay but sure. that's what uh that's what michael has to say um, yeah did um did fred the mannequin man i think his name was fred did he get a credit i that is one of my favorite like when that happened in the movies i, I like remembered because i was like i love this meme like <laughs> i had seen like a <laughs> meme of him getting really mad at fred on the internet before mm-hmm. And I was like, this is one of my favorites because he's just getting so, just so mad at Fred. I love yeah. it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great uh, scene. Do we want to get into uh, general impressions now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I Am Legend. Uh, if you, This is, I mean, I guess if you don't know about it, it's a 2007 movie star Will Smith uh, that we watch because it's you know, about a disease that, basically wipes out a ton of the population or turns them into zombie type things. Um, and my personal thoughts on it um, are it was uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't great. And I most of it comes from the ending and the second mm-hmm. half of the movie, uh, because yeah. I think the first half before Will Smith is introduced uh, <laughs> to to something that comes in the second half. I guess we're not into spoilers yet. Yeah, um, no spoilers. I think it's a way like more well-made movie and Will Smith's character is like, 
I mean, I know he's alone, so he'll make insane decisions eventually, but he felt more like an actual human. And like the decisions he was making, I could tell were insane sometimes, and I knew why he was making them, though. And then in the second half, he just sort of starts acting crazy for no reason. It feels like at points, and like it didn't feel as real to me. Um, So I I think I gave it like two and a half or three or something, because it's one of those movies I'm like, okay, half of this movie is pretty good, but the other half, not on it too. And, um, more and some things about the book it's based off a book the book's ending also mm-hmm. caused me to not like it as much which we'll get into more later yeah so i i agree i think this movie is is okay it is a movie i originally watched with my dad um like around the time it came out we saw it on dvd and i don't i mean i don't know why it popped in my head because we were trying to think of more sort of outbreak uh, kind of movies mm-hmm. and i was like oh I-, I am legend is one and i hadn't um, seen it yet so i was like yeah, yeah let's watch it so it's it's weird be- i kind of like that we're doing this episode because i like the idea of talking about a movie that no one's gonna talk about like <laughs> no one for the last probably like however many years since this came out has talked about i am legend until right now and now we get to sort of dig into it we're the people to come to we on are, i am legend yeah we are the the film archaeologists and we are brushing the dust off of I am legend and being like, Oh, let's see what this is all about. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a fine movie there. We should note, we watched the theatrical cut. There is a alternate cut, a director's cut effectively. Um, which has a better ending. Yes. It has an ending that is more true to the book. Uh, it is an ending that the director clearly believed in because, uh, that was the original ending and it was very clear evidence of studio meddling and probably test screenings that sort of made it into what we have now, which is still an okay movie, but it would have been like, I don't know, whatever one above okay is if we had gotten the, the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And the reason we didn't watch the director's cut was literally just because it would have cost money. Whereas this one was free on Amazon prime. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> we could, yeah. we couldn't afford the good version. Or, yes, we are we are poor Corona boys and <laughs> have to watch the budget cut of I Am Legend. Yep, budget cut. Um, yeah. But yeah, any other general impressions before we just go to Spoiler Town? This is an older um, movie, so I don't feel as bad about going to Spoiler Town. Yeah, no, I mean, you've. I don't want to say you've probably seen it. I think there are a lot of people who didn't because this is one of those movies that just sort of came and went. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for kind of an interesting zombie movie, if you're looking for a movie that's interesting just because of the very clear story behind making it and the source material, then definitely watch it. Um, but otherwise, it's it's fine. It's Will Smith. Um, mm-hmm. And he does some good acting in it, too. Yeah, which honestly, we'll there's, some, there's some moments where I'm like, yeah, Will Smith, you're a good actor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd say we can uh, get on the road to Spoiler Town. All right. Choo-choo. We're there. (laughs) 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 The stupid Will Smith laugh. Yeah, Uh, well, here's the thing, like, uh, before we get into this, if this this is the audio, people can watch us right now. My face is on screen. mm -hmm. So I can't pretend like Will Smith is in my apartment because my mouth would be moving. That's true. Um, you need to work on your ventriloquism. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is like, oh, shit, or I mic. could just like, what if I, if there's, there's some way I can like freeze your video right now or something. I'm just going to do no. Cause then the mic can't, can't hear me. Yeah. Um, just sort of. Aha. 
How's that? Does that look good? <laughs> it looked okay. Oh, you God, I just... You kind of vibrated. It uh, it peaked on my microphone, too. Uh-oh. I'm definitely, like, more in the microphone radius yeah, now. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, so, just pretend BB's not talking, people who are watching. Yeah. If I could control big boy movies, <laughs> I would want Fortnite and Critics Corner. Oh. <laughs> oh my god that's probably one of the worst intros i've ever done yeah probably Hold on, my mic my mic is back to peaking okay um, you gotta fix it before you get into critics corner a little bit yeah okay yeah you're gonna have to do a little bit of audio work on this one john fantastic i always love the audio work yeah i really i really goofed this recording okay cool um so i i brought i have to bring to you will smith has to bring to you oh my face is so much brighter now um, three reviews of I Am Legend. And these three reviews uh, are all bad. They, <laughs> none of these people liked I Am Legend, even though we thought it was okay. Yeah, it's at least an okay movie. It is at least an okay movie, but these people did not like it. And I don't think I have a particular order. I'll do the longest one first. And I should note, all of these reviews are from when the movie came out in 2007. So these are fresh Wow. Uh, or, or rather, aged reviews. They were fresh at the time. Our That's first cool. Critics Corner review comes from Metacritic user, user Movie Critic. <laughs> He's the movie it's critic. the movie critic. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, he came out in 2007 and was like, "I the word must be heard by the movie critic. <laughs> um, and he gave this movie 0 out of 10. Oh, uh, movie critic says, horrible, noisy. <laughs> this film is a crude advertisement for medical products and services by its scary <laughs> dramatization of virus epidemics. Virus epidemics is in quotes. Um, extending the theme of the earlier film, 28 Days. However, 28 Days was skillfully, skillfully done and entertaining. I Am Legend is garbage. From now on, just seeing Will Smith's face in an interview sends me into shock. <laughs> this film is an epidemic. What? There is a lot to unpack there. <laughs> oh, there's so much in this. So it's in just this an beautiful. Ad, it's just review. an ad for taking medicine. <laughs> Not yes, even specific it is. medicine. It's just like take medicine. And this guy's like, this is an ad for the medicine. You know, I, I hate it when Hollywood pushes their pro-hospital agenda onto me. <laughs> You know, sick of these doctors and all this stuff. They're not going to help me. I'm the only one who can yeah. perform surgery on me and give myself <laughs> medicine to me. When I'm sick, I just drink 14 gallons of orange juice and go into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> then I wake up a month later and I'm fine. All right. I'm healthy as a damn <laughs> health man. <laughs> I wake up in a hospital, but I think that's just a coincidence. All right. No one yeah, took no, me. I definitely sleepwalk to the hospital to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> and then it's and then it's back. It's back to me. It's back to me. Uh, but yeah, that's a <laughs> quite a review there. Sounds like he could have written it this year, honestly. Oh, it's just so funny to see the word virus epidemic in quotes. (laughs) Like, he's like, what the hell even is that? That's not a thing that happens. (laughs) This is a false premise. 
Never a, seen a, a virus. fantasy world. There's a virus that spreads quickly <laughs> not and even, kills people. Not even Ugh. the people turning it to zombies part. He's like, that's fine. 28 <laughs> days later did that. It's the, yeah. it's the part where it's something where a disease spreads quickly that I'm confused about. It's also funny to note that he says it's an advertisement for medical products and services, but the literal thing that causes the zombie it's outbreak medical in the movie, products and services. Yes, it's a doctor saying they found the cure for cancer. <laughs> it is them. It is yeah. If anything, this this movie is uh, anti-doctor. Yeah. yeah, this movie is like an anti-vax manifesto. Yeah, it's like oh, we can't cure cancer, then we're gonna cause the zombie apocalypse. What is with that? Like. The same with the Planet of the Apes movies. The cure, Al- yeah. the cure for Alzheimer's is it causes a uh, simian flu. Like what the heck? Yeah, simian flu and ape brain. Yeah, why? Why is it always us? Like, has that happened in history? Why is it always us trying to cure another disease that causes another one? I mean, I yeah, guess that's I poetic. Know. I don't know. It's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a nice device. I feel like. Um, because it's like, oh, if you had the cure for cancer, of course you would take yeah. it. But then by the time you find out it's it's zombie virus, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, movie critic, not a huge fan of I Am Legend or I guess hospitals and doctors and things. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to another review, um, which I think cuts to the core of, of what we believe about this movie. This review comes from Phil B. Mm. Uh, he gives it zero out of ten. Phil B. says, The only good part of this movie is when you get to see Shrek. Other than that, (laughs) it sucks. Too bad I can't put negative one. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. (laughs) I'll be honest. Yeah, no, he right. (laughs) I did enjoy the Shrek cameo. We literally, like there was a point where we literally just watched a good minute of Shrek while Will Smith like recited Shrek to us yeah and i texted good. you about that scene and you came back to me and you're like yeah we just watched shrek for like a minute and a half and i was like oh no there's no way it's that long and then i watched the movie and i was like oh my god it just kept going i was like when is he gonna stop quoting the movie and they were like no we yeah. just gotta keep it going i like to imagine that they did one take of him doing the entire movie of shrek and they were like okay let's just put in this part this was the best part of him reciting it yeah well i bet i'll bet you what happened is the director was like okay we have to show that he's been watching the same movie over and over again, and so he knows it by heart. Um, and like, we have to figure out how much time of movie memorization convinces people yeah. that he's really like memorized the whole thing. Um, but then I also want to believe that Will Smith was like, "Oh, there's this scene where I, rec- I recite a scene from Shrek," and he memorized a lot of Shrek, <laughs> and was like, "You have to put." all this in the movie or I quit. <laughs> I memorized a whole conversation between Shrek and Donkey. If you don't, if you cut any of this up, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I am Will Smith and I memorized Shrek. <laughs> For you. Um, I also, Shrek's a great choice though. <laughs> it was a good choice. It was very timely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very curious if like a child in the future watches this, if they're going to have any idea what they're looking at. Like, what is, what is this green thing? Uh, uh, Daddy, what is Shrek? <laughs> d- don't, don't worry about it, son. <laughs> Sings all star to his son. Son, there, there was a time when all animated movies were about farts and Shrek was the reason. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's um, the third review? 
final Critics Corner review I have on my screen before me is a three star out of 10 review. Uh, so better, we're getting there. Uh, this is from JS. JS is one of my favorite kind of reviewers because they are a conspiracy theory mm. reviewer who has seen the truth. They say, note that the top four ratings for this film are all from New York sources. Take those out and the movie scores much lower. Oh, yeah. it's because of the home. It, this place takes place in New York. Mm-hmm. So the New Yorkers love seeing New York in shambles. They love to see New York. <laughs> Everyone knows every New Yorker oh, sees New York. Oh, it's the New Big York. Apple. I, I've been there. Oh, Hey, that's Ray's Pizza. <laughs> I go to Ray's Pizza. Oh, it's the Times Square. I love Times Square. All the advertisements. <laughs> I guarantee you no native New Yorker has ever uttered the words, I love Times Square. Oh, it's the one bridge. I love the one bridge. I heard we got 21 of those. Hey. Pizza. Where's the pizza? Come on. Where is it? I'm, I don't get it. Will Smith can't just pick up a slice on 33rd? Where's the pizza men? Where are they? Are they zombies? All right, my New York <laughs> legends getting, or my New York accents getting way, way worse as we go on. So, oh yeah, we well, get away the problem it. is we didn't give Marty a mic, so he can't talk. Yeah, about yeah, New yeah. York. We need George Saba back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, George Saba really gets Marty, Marty going about yeah. <laughs> New York and all the things he loves about it. Absolutely. Uh, but that's it. Three, right? Critics' corners. Yeah, over. that's all three. That's Critics' Corner. Uh, what are we? Some kind of Critics' Corner. That was me, not Will Smith. <laughs> uh, Michael says my New York impression sounds Italian, and that was that's true because New York yeah, accents well, that's, kind of are yeah. Italian. That's the stereotype is like the Italian, <laughs> the Italian New Yorker. New Yorker. Mm. Same with the Italian Bostonian. They, they yeah. both got some Italian flair to them. And they both hate each other. Yep. Um, I'm legend. Uh, I guess let's talk about the first half of this movie, which I consider to be a pretty normal, good mo- like it's we're coasting at this point. The first half of the movie, mm-hmm. we we kind of get introduced to to this world. I think that the first scene, well, the first scene is like our introduction to to the cancer part, and it's like TV news, mm-hmm. um, that fake news media stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the MSM telling us about the cure for cancer, um, and then we eventually like, yeah, which I think at the time I was like. I mean, that's just like a classic introduction to like an apocalypse movie. I feel like everyone yeah, like absolutely. immediately goes to like, let's have, let's play news clips. That'll be yeah. scary. Um, and then uh, we kind of get into Will Smith and his dog uh, chasing deer around uh, an abandoned New York City. And the cleanest Mustang you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and like lions show up at one point and i'm like yeah from the from lions. the central park zoo i think that was the implication okay <laughs> yeah it makes sense yeah. to me because uh, i do yeah i think i did make that connection eventually because i think at first i was like lions how did they migrate all the way to america <laughs> uh, yeah that was the other effect of the virus <laughs> is that lions learned how to fly and they flew over from america <laughs> flew over to new york they're like i want to pick up a slice of that za Oh, there's no line at the TKTS booth. <laughs> can, we can get mezzanine seats for Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Will Smith and the Lions have a little stare off over the deer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are, and Will Smith is like, you could, you could take the deer this time, Lions. <laughs> You're kind of yeah. scary. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to try and take the deer from the family of lions. Um, but yeah, I actually really like this opening scene and sort of the opener in general because it's very quiet until the Mustang comes in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opening of the film is like really understated, which I appreciate. I do too. I thought it was a very um, strong opener that that kind of got me in. I was like, oh shit. Wait, like I, I went into this movie with like expectations that like this is going to be okay. And then that scene happened, and I was like, oh, shit, this could actually be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very effective just seeing the dilapidated New York and all the, the like, tunnels that have turned into flooded rivers, basically, and all the wildlife returned. And I just, I like when movies are quiet. I like Same. when the main character, like, doesn't say anything, and we just sort of get to live in the world for a little bit. Uh, because ultimately... If, if you were there, if anyone were in that situation, you wouldn't be talking because there'd be no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. Besides Fred. Uh, I, yeah. It's it's like a common criticism of Mad Max Fury Road that there's very little dialogue. But that movie, there's just so little to say because of the world and the situation. And so I feel like anything. this does that too. Yeah. Uh, you're going to love this movie called A Quiet Place. Uh, the whole purpose of the movie is they can't talk. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's my favorite kind of movie is is just they're not allowed. It's not that they don't want to. It's they literally can't. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Uh, I thought that was really good. And as the movie goes on, this is spoiler time, so I can say it. More people get added. So all of a sudden, like, he doesn't have to. He can talk more. And the more his character talks, the more I'm like, I don't like his character. Like, his character is weirdly written. And I understand he's supposed to be going insane because he's alone for a year. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I'm just I think like, it's been more than a year, right? Wasn't it like three years or am I remembering? No, nah, I think it was only like a year at that point. Maybe even less. Okay. I feel like I remember 11 yeah. months or something. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. Because the dog was a puppy when the whole yeah, thing went down. But, but puppies, puppies do grow. Like when dogs are like that's a year true. old, yeah. they're already like pretty much fully grown. Yeah, that's true. Um but yeah, they were the dog was a puppy, so it might have been over a year. I could, yeah, maybe it was a little more than a year or something. Um, mm-hmm. I, all I remember was it was his birthday at some point or something. I can't remember. Yeah, that was the uh, when he was watching like the Today Show, I think. Oh yeah, that was at the that was at the beginning of the movie too. Yeah, um, roughly. And we get to um, just like kind of go through his day in general too, which I thought was interesting and seeing like where he lives now in this nice apartment and like bathing his dog and all this stuff and then when it comes to sunset we get to learn like uh that these bots these zombies are they're very sensitive to light Mm -hmm. um and yeah he basically closes himself in at night yeah we get uh our first mention of of bob marley who is a big part of this movie (laughs) he's maybe a bit too big (laughs) because yeah i don't don't, like i understand like you you put motifs and stuff like that in the movie but it's mentioned a lot in this movie this song is or it's played a lot too it's played yeah it's just i get what they were going for it's just i feel like a lot to uh for a, a a score of an apocalypse movie having bob marley's like chilled out grooves and it just it doesn't sit in the camp of like so wacky that it's comical but it also isn't like appropriate for what we're seeing so it's just sort of this weird middle space of like oh i guess he just likes bob marley and so we're gonna have to listen to it yeah and then at one point when the girl doesn't know who bob marley is and i'm like are we seriously having this scene right yeah, now I, I, I was like 
I was on Will Smith's. So I'm like, how do you? You missed Bob Marley. Everyone, like, if I know who Bob Marley is, like you definitely do. You're old. You're older than I was at the time this movie came out. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Stupid. It was a weird way to introduce it because ultimately the information he shared in that scene was like. He could have been like, you know, Bob Marley, and she's like, yeah, a little bit, and then he could have been like, oh, well, then this thing happened to him, and that's why I do my thing, and blah blah blah. Yeah, because I, I didn't know so, the story about Bob Marley that he told, but to, for yeah, her to either. completely be like, who the fuck is Bob Marley? Yeah, <laughs> never heard of this dude. I don't know what that song is. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, Elvis? No, I don't know <laughs> who. The beat? The Beatles? <laughs> No. It turns into yesterday. <laughs> turns into he, he, that'd be so funny if the end of I Am Legend is Will Smith. Like, do people not know who Bob Marley is? And then he just he goes to like the, all the, the New Yorks. He goes to like the New York Public Library and he's looking through all the music books and everything. There's no Bob Marley. Like, what? I'm the only one who knows who Bob Marley is. And that's how he becomes legend. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, he can't even do anything with that information because, like, how is he going to spread his music? It's just like, <laughs> oh, and to oh the, the zombies, zombies. And also, I the guess the zombies really yeah. like Bob Marley. Like, he starts playing. Oh, my God. I'm imagining the scene at the end where he just starts <laughs> playing Bob Marley on his guitar. And all the zombies are listening and they're waving their hands and they they love it. Yeah. One pulls out like a big blunt and like lights it up. <laughs> Will Smith is legend. Wow. that We just came Don't up with a better worry. end. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's our that's the third ending of the movie. Third ending. Where in the la- literal like last act, the last thirty minutes, we find out about this Bob Marley twist, <laughs> where he's like, "Wait a second, wait a second! No one knows about Bob Marley anymore." Yeah, he's gone. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, so weird. Uh, yeah, it would make no sense before yesterday came out. Uh, <laughs> be such uh, a new that's concept. Like, I feel like that's a solid sketch that no one can do because it would be too high budget. Yeah, true. <laughs> they would have to. Get, I, you would have to get Will Smith for that, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, we there's other scenes where. Like at the time, I was like, okay, I'm into. Like, eventually, I get kind of weirded out by it, but I, uh, at some points, I was like, okay, I'm into it. Like, where Will Smith is, has all the people set up at the record store, and he like likes mm-hmm. to pretend they're still real people, and Fitz yeah. is asking his dog if he should go hit on that hot chick over in the yeah over in all the, the mannequins. Uh, yeah, that was that was where this movie was kind of like shaky for me because i get what they're going for like oh he's going crazy he has no social interaction beyond his dog he thinks he's the last man on earth Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's just weird because it's very will smith being will smith Mm -hmm. in this terrible situation where you're like i don't know if i would be will smith in this situation why are you being will smith i if that happened to me i will probably would not set up mannequins and like create my own world Anyone in Twitch yeah. chat, if you are on Will Smith's side and you would mannequin challenge um, after this, <laughs> uh, yeah. leave us a comment in the chat if we're wrong here. But I, I, I think it's like a cool device in a movie. But I don't think any, I don't think there are too many people who realistically do that. Yeah, I think the other problem I have with it is that that scene is a very big setup for a few different plot points, and none of the payoffs from that setup sat very well no, with me. I agree. The. F- the first one, no, I guess, yeah, the first one being 
Fred just being moved. It really ticked and, him off. He's like, how did you get there, Fred? Well, I also, did they ever explain they that? They never explained they how Fred got there. They literally yeah. never explained how Fred was moved to the middle of the street. And I, that scene is even more hilarious to me because I've seen it before and I had no clue mm-hmm. what was happening. It was just funny because Will Smith yelling at Mannequin, haha, this is funny. And yeah. now, now I'm watching the movie and I still have no, I thought I would have more context, but I, I yeah. still had no clue what was happening. Like Will Smith just all of a sudden like stops his car because he saw this mannequin in the street and he was like so angry and he just yeah. fucking and I mean, yells at this. He's like, how did you get there? Like, how did you get here, Fred? Did you walk here, Fred? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, the thing about that scene is like, it makes no context in the movie that we watched, I it would make context in the version of the movie that was or that they wanted to make. Actually, would you mind if I took a minute right here to explain the differences between yeah, yeah, go ahead. real I Am Legend and, and what we have? So in this version of the movie, um, the zombies are kind of vampiric. They're attracted to blood, like the scent of blood. They're, they can't go out in sunlight or they will burn and they are super aggressive. They have like this super aggressive personality because of the virus. Um, and that's kind of consistent with the book. In the book, they are literally just vampires. Um, but in the book, they're more like regular people. They're just thirsty for blood and they're kind of crazy. Um, whereas in the movie, they are very clearly rage monsters. Um, but... The takeaway in the alternate cut is that apparently uh, the vampires have some level of sentience and they're kind of afraid of Will Smith. That's the reason the movie was originally called and the book was originally called I Am Legend because the legend is like us with the boogeyman like or or like witches in the woods. Don't send your kids into the woods at night or, or a witch will snatch them up. So for the vampires, they're like, don't go out during the day. Like, don't mess with this guy or he'll kill you. He'll capture you and bring you back to his lab and perform horrible experiments on you. Um, and so the takeaway at the end of, of this alternate version of the movie as well as the book is that Will Smith is actually like the monster here and that the monsters are sort of his victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Fred being there in this movie is supposed to indicate that the monsters are setting a trap for Will Smith to try and catch him back. Uh, but we, that never gets paid off in the version we watched because the monsters are consistently just horrible rage monsters the whole movie. I said monsters a lot, but you get the point. Yeah, I, I don't know. In the in the actual movie, you it seems like they it seems like the main the alpha male one like kind of has a consciousness and kind of like can do can think, but mm-hmm. all the rest of them just seem mindless and yeah, like so at that point you, there's like. When that's happening, there's no point in your mind that you're like, oh, one of the zombies set up this trap. Like, it's not, that's not an obvious mm. thing to do at this point, you think. Like, because it is a trap in the end. Like, it gets. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, is that how his dog ends up dying? It was right there. That, yeah. yeah. So the implication there. So I think the implication in the, the original cut, the director's cut, is that the zombie set up the trap. I think the implication in the cut we watched was that it was a trap he set up himself and forgot about. Yeah, which is not as um, strong <laughs> as, the, yeah. as the first one we, you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, the, the sun is setting and there are zombie dogs and the alpha male's got his zombie dogs and there's a little thin strip of light as the sun sets behind the buildings 
Will Smith stabs himself in the leg accidentally when he gets to try and escape from his own trap. And the zombie dogs get in a big fight with Sam, the real dog. And Sam gets infected. Will Smith's cure that he's been working on the whole movie doesn't work. And he has to strangle Sam to death, which is extremely sad. A very sad moment. Um, but props to the props to the to the executives for having the balls to keep this one in i guess yeah that definitely felt like a moment that maybe at screenings everyone would be like take that out dog dying no good yeah that's too sad um so i guess props to them for keeping that in because i do think it is one of the most real moments of the movie that i was like well i kind of i knew the dog was gonna die eventually but i still think it was very impactful moment um yeah but it's what follows it that that, that kind of lost me. So, um, yeah, fortunately, he goes on a crazy suicide mission to just like plow through as many zombies as he can in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he almost succeeds in killing yeah. himself until uh, some friendos show up to help him out. Yeah, and um, yeah. First of all, like I, I don't know his reaction to them showing up is kind of wacky to me just because I don't think mm-hmm. I would personally ever react super upset when I finally get to meet real people. Like I think I would be super joyous. Like, like uh, even after this quarantine right here, the first time I see people, I'm going to be very happy. I don't think there's, I don't think I'm going to yell at someone or freak out yeah. like Will Smith did when he like first meets these people and is in just mm-hmm. total shock and disbelief that they're real, I guess. Um, I guess that's yeah. the explanation. Well, I think, I think the logic a little bit might also be that, like, you know, it's the apocalypse. If there are other sentient regular people out there, they might just want to, like, steal Will Smith's shit and kill him. And Yeah, true. I don't know. There's that, too. Because he, he pulls the gun on them and whatever. Yeah, I'm more of a trusting um, person, too. So my reaction would be, be like, people, they probably are nice and I could talk to them finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to be honest, plot rehash is boring. Let's, uh, I really want to talk about just sort of the way the movie ended and how it it was different and all that. So really quick recap in the version of the movie that we watched, the theatrical cut, the zombies find out where Will Smith lives because the people who saved him weren't careful enough in covering their tracks. There's a huge action scene where they're like tearing through the walls of Will Smith's house and he blows up all of Central Square Park and they're down in his lab. And the zombies get into the lab and he's like smashing through the glass, the plexiglass that's in the lab. And Will Smith pulls out a grenade and, oh, and he found the cure. That's the other thing Mm -hmm. is he randomly is like, oh yeah, I figured out that my cure works if you just make the body cold. (laughs) So he, uh, he gives the cure to the two, to the woman and the little boy that he met. He's like, here's the cure. Go find that settlement in Virginia that you're sure is real (laughs) or wherever the settlement was. And then he pulls the grenade and he blows himself up and it kills, I guess, all the zombies in the lab Um, or whatever. And the reason he's I am legend is because uh, he made the cure and and died, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because he's a legend. Um, And the the, uh, director's cut, the zombies break into the lab and they're smashing through the glass and the zombie like makes a butterfly pattern on the glass which he does in the normal version doesn't he too he also does that in in the normal version the the butterfly pattern is like part of the shattering glass i think the alternate version he like uses blood to like paint Uh, a butterfly pattern mm. 
because in the director's cut, there is a butterfly tattoo on like the neck uh, or the shoulder of the zombie that he kidnapped to run experiments on. And so in the director's cut, the alpha male is just like, hey, you took my girlfriend, give her back and we'll leave you alone. Like, we don't want to fuck with you. You're the boogeyman. <laughs> and so he gives he gives the woman back and the alpha male's like, all right, chill. And they all leave. And they sort of make peace because Will, Will Smith feels awful realizing that these are like sentient beings and he's been like fucking them up for like a year now. Uh, but in the original cut, the theatrical cut, the there's the butterfly pattern on the glass and he looks over and we see a butterfly tattoo that was definitely added in post <laughs> on the neck of the woman and th- i guess that's him being like i have to save humanity for this butterfly tattoo and he blows himself up it makes no sense <laughs> i don't know what the yeah it's completely shoehorned in there's no- and the director's cut has even more scenes that establish sort of the intelligence of the zombies. They establish how Will Smith comes up with the effective cure and everything that they just take out of this theatrical cut because the theatrical cut just becomes a generic hero story where he sacrifices himself. Um, So my question to you is this, John George. How do you adapt I Am Legend into a movie that works? Just do what the book did for what I'm seeing. (laughs) Like, I well, I I read the, the plot off Wikipedia um, same because I was interested and like I don't know I, I don't know why they thought they needed to make it different I don't know why they needed like I don't know it seems like a really good book to me um, and, yeah. and from from the plot I've I've seen so far and the ending is really smart <laughs> and it seems like a really legendary like sort of twist one of the first because it's a very old book too um, mm-hmm. like 60s or so, 1960s or something. I can't remember. It's Yeah, 60s or 50s. Um, I, I will give my two cents. I think the, a direct adaptation of the book wouldn't necessarily work is because it's in order to have the twist of like the vampires have their own society and they're not as messed up as you think they are. In the book, there's basically like two kinds of vampires. There's the insane rage vampires, and then there's another sentient set of vampires mm. that are just normal people, but they can't go out in the sun and they like to drink blood or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the, the scientist in that movie can't tell the difference between the two. So when he kidnaps vampires or kills them, he doesn't know that some of them are okay and some of them are the rage kind. Um, whereas in the movie... It's all the rage kind. Yeah. Even in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's, I don't, I don't exactly know where I'm going with this, but basically like with the movie we got, even if we found out that the rage vampires had their own society apart from Will Smith, I feel like Will Smith is almost still in the right because those were people at one point who weren't living in like naked squalor screaming and like, running around like the cure is still the morally right thing to do and experimenting on them in my opinion is still the morally right thing to do Mm -hmm. um if you can return these people to being people again uh yeah so that's i guess the biggest writing block you have to get over with that kind of movie yeah that's that's honestly an interesting like point though like i don't know maybe the maybe the original isle legend had like like it feels like it feels like an idea that comes from like it feels like the author of the book maybe was like looking at animals maybe and he was like 
how do you think animals see humans or like certain animals see humans because they can't understand yeah. us or, and we, and Will Smith can't understand the rage monsters. Right. Um, yeah. so maybe it was supposed to be something similar to that aspect as in like, it's, it may seem like a bear or a snake or whatever is super vicious and wants to destroy us, but like they're actually just mm-hmm. defending themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it was something like, I it's, have no clue. <laughs> It's it's tough, I think, mainly because they were people. Yeah, and you, us as hard. people want to see them return to that and not have the world be a horrible jungle state with rage monsters everywhere. Yeah, from what from um, what I like and, understood from the book plot, like they those vampires already existed before this disease, and like it just happened to like spread to humans or something. I like I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that's what I think I, think I picked up. The toughest. Sorry, what was that? I think that's what I picked up is like the vampires existed. And then humans started turning into them as well. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the toughest part of the book is that because the vamp there are versions of the vampires that are just normal people, I, I guess the twist is still effective, but then it leads to the question of the guy gets sentenced to death by the the normal vampires because they're like, You've killed and kidnapped so many of our people, you're a monster, we have to kill you to make an example out of you. Mm-hmm. Um that version of the movie, I feel the audience just goes, well, why the vampires got to be assholes? Like, he didn't know. He was just defending himself. Like, in that true. kind of situation, he's kind of the bear. Yeah, yeah, true. He just sees vampires and is like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I, well, so, I don't know how I don't know how aggressive the vampires were towards him in the book or anything like that. So, but they, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree in the movie. They were clearly bad things that were trying to kill Will Smith at points. That mm. makes it makes it harder for Will Smith to be the bad guy for sure, because any any one of us in Will Smith's position would try to defend the hell out of themselves and kill these things that were trying to destroy him. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's just like the tough thing about adapting I Am Legend is like especially modernizing it and making it a movie for the 2007 like sort of zombie craze yeah. that was building during that time. It's probably even harder during that time. Yeah, it's just tough because. Like, that's a really interesting idea is having a zombie movie and then finding out that, like, the people are the bad guys. It's just how do you make that turn where you're suddenly on the side of the zombies? It's really hard. And also to have them still look like zombies and moan and run around like zombies. Yeah, it's it's definitely got to be easier when you're just writing it in a a book where you don't literally have to show them. You can... Yeah, and you don't have to deal with sort of audience preconceived notions of what a zombie kind of movie or an apocalypse kind of movie is and the rules of it. Yeah, so I guess guess we've come to the conclusion of like, hey, where at first I was like yelling at them, I was like, you should have just made it like the book, but you're right, it would have been hard to make it like the book. Yeah, it's, I I think, I think... It, this movie would have been received better if we got the director's cut because the director's cut does put in some of the work to get us where we kind of would have been in the book, whereas the theatrical cut just completely makes it generic action yeah, movie. Awful and with a, hated it. With an interesting first half. Yeah. Well, I hate the ending even more now that I've heard the ending to the book and the alternate ending that they had. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, when my first reaction to the ending was like, that's stupid because it's another one of the situations where he can also crawl out of the fucking hole with them. And it's like, no, I have to stay here and sacrifice myself. 
Yeah, no, theoretically, <laughs> he could have chucked the grenade and then got in the little yeah. cabin thing. Like, oh, another one of these, eh? Where he's just like, I'll stay behind. And it's like, well, they're leaving. Why can't you also leave? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that that little space they put yeah, them maybe in, I don't he think can that fit led in. them anywhere. But maybe he couldn't fit in there either. Oh, it didn't. It was just yeah. protecting him. I gotcha. Yeah, it, I think it was just like a little cubby. Like, it wasn't a tunnel. Mm. Basically, he obliterated them all with a grenade, and then the next day they got out. And gotcha. All the zombies were just exploded. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, just sort of like the ending's optimistic, but it is a little bit strange. Um, I don't know. Just they find that human colony that, oh, that was the other thing. Is the woman is like, God told me this colony was there. Oh, yeah. And then it was, and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, the movie does get weirdly religious at one point. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to go here. But it feels so 2007. Like, I feel like that was shoehorned into every, like, 2000s movie, maybe. There was just a religious back tone to almost every movie then. Because it wasn't just, like, it was, like, a hard turn into... You know, this dude clearly abandoned God because he was like, what God would do this? Yeah. Um, And then she's like, no, God told me when I was praying that there's a settlement of humans in this specific place. Um, And so we're going to go find it. And rightfully, Will Smith is like, are you insane? (laughs) Will's just like, there's no humans. I haven't seen a human in such a long time. Yeah. He's in the most populous city in in the country before the outbreak. And now, like... Why would there be anyone else anywhere? Uh, yeah, it was just a random... I don't know. Because she could have said any... Yeah. Like, she could have actually said something else told her, but they had to add some religious thing in that was like... Yeah, it just, like, makes the plot so much less credible because I'm getting mad with Will Smith because she's like... He's like... She's... Oh, yeah, she said, oh, I found you because of your message. And he's like, yeah, I, I do that message every day, me. And she's like... Yeah, but God had me turn on the radio to listen to your it's message. Like, no, Will Smith's you, like, no. You turned on the radio yourself, ma'am. And I was on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, well, like, you would be recording without God, in- right? <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it just keeps yeah. going back further and further. <laughs> you wouldn't be taking this breath right now. You wouldn't know Shrek without God, right? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I guess. Oh my really. god. Here here's the other great thing I think is maybe we double yesterday it and uh, Shrek also doesn't And she's like, "What is this movie? How do you know it so well? Did you write it?" And he's like, "What? What? Do you think I you think I computer animated this entire movie?" He's like, "Yeah, I've never seen it before. I've never heard of Shrek." And the kids like, "Yeah, what is this?" And then they hear All Star in the soundtrack, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's Smash Mouth. I know that." <laughs> you got Smash Mouth in this movie? That must have cost a lot. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm realizing now that I already gave my my stars out at the beginning of this review, so there's nothing people are waiting for here. Oh, did you? Well, I didn't. Sad, but I did do research to find. I said two and a half or three. I now know what it actually is, so I could reveal that to everyone. Oh, okay. Big reveal time. Go ahead. It was three. <laughs> Mine was also three. Yeah. It, it's just a three. Uh, this is a three. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's average. I I'd say it's a, it's not a two and a half, which is perfectly average. It's a little um, bit because I think the got some the opening scenes. is good. Yeah. Will Smith gives a a good performance. Like I don't want to downplay this. This is probably some of the best acting Will Smith has done. I agree. The Fred scene, as hilarious as as it is, it's also pretty damn good acting, and that's why it's hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah, everything emotional he does, like the scene with Sam, him just walking around New York alone, like that's all very convincing. The Shrek, I mean, he freaking memorized Shrek, man. This guy's a legend. Yeah. He is <laughs> a legend. <laughs> Memorizing Shrek? Yeah. Imagine if that w- was the end of the movie. Because we get that like completely out of nowhere narration from the lady at the end, like the voiceover, where she basically has to explain the title of the movie because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, if the ending uh, voiceover had just been like, we found him in a world where we thought there was no one. He memorized Shrek. <laughs> this is his legend. <laughs> I mean, people would love that movie even more nowadays if that's... That's oh, it. absolutely. Well, I got nothing else to say about this film. Yeah, I think we covered the bases. Um, I really just wanted to talk about sort of how this movie is a textbook example of, of studio meddling and mm-hmm. and something that could have just been better if they had just done, if they had followed the creative vision. Lots of, we've been talking about a lot of movies like that. Rise of Skywalker, lots of them. But I, yeah. I, I'm sorry for mentioning that. BB might go on a rant since I said that. <gasps> <laughs> every episode is a new rise of skywalker rant. we can't we can't because i feel like i almost i feel like definitely at least the last two episodes i've talked i've ranked oh yeah no doubt ever since it came out it's like a consistent thing <laughs> um i'm just i'm no i'm not gonna talk about it. i'm not gonna talk, talk about, it. Talk about it. um so yeah um you know what if you got some time <laughs> check it out uh, or watch Jaws. Honestly, watch Jaws. Don't watch, watch I Am Jaws. Legend. Watch Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, if you do watch I Am Legend, let us let us know your opinions about it. Tweet it at us. If you're here live, let us know. Uh, we'll probably stop the recording, and if there's anyone in chat, we can talk with them. Um, but yeah, that's I Am Legend. And until next time, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs>